Hello and welcome to Renewing Hope Church in Oceanside, California, where our mission is to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbor as ourself. We pray that this episode will both challenge and encourage you to love more. And now, here's today's episode. Control rooms are so interesting to me. This one place where one or several people control and manage everything. The cockpit of an airplane is a control room. Those two pilots control everything the plane does. Behind closed doors, unseen by the passengers, our lives are literally in their hands. Our universe is no different. It has a control room. It is called the throne room of heaven. Unseen by those of us on earth, God sits on his throne and is in control of everything. Today we will cover Revelation chapters 4 and 5. In these chapters we are given a sneak peek into the control room of all things both temporary and eternal. So let's get into the text and see what the Bible says about the most important place in all of existence. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. Jesus is here inviting John into heaven to unveil how the story will end. Verse 2, At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian, and around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. John here in Revelation sees the Father's body. John described his body as looking like a jasper and a carnelian stone. Those stones, if you look them up, have the appearance of enclosed fire. This also matches what Ezekiel described when he saw the Father in Ezekiel chapter 1. In Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 26 it says, And above the expanse over their heads there was the likeness of a throne, in appearance like sapphire. And seated above the likeness of a throne was a likeness with a human appearance. And upward from what had the appearance of his waist, I saw, as it were, gleaming metal, like the appearance of fire enclosed all around. And downward from what had the appearance of his waist, I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire. And there was brightness around him. So God the Father's body looks like enclosed fire. When describing Jesus in chapter 1, John says the eyes of Jesus are fire, and John also says the Holy Spirit is seven flames of fire. So we see that with the Father, Son, and Spirit, God is a holy fire. John also saw a rainbow above the Father that looked like emerald in appearance, which is green. I love God's use of colors. Any of you who edit photos know how much color changes the vibe of something. We take for granted color. Imagine if everything was just black and white. God is so creative and has made such amazing things. God is a glorious God. Revelation chapter 4 verse 4 
Around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones were 24 elders, clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. Now we aren't told who these elders are. They could be Old Testament saints like Moses and David, but we don't know. These elders are clothed in white. White is the color of holiness and purity because their sins have been washed by the blood of Jesus. These elders also have golden crowns, meaning they have been given a position of authority with Jesus in heaven. Verse 5, From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder, and before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. This description of flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder will be repeated throughout Revelation. This is the description of heaven. So we will see in the following chapters that when heaven comes to earth, it will quote the specific description that we are given here in the throne room. Now the seven burning torches of fire is the holy menorah in heaven that represents the Holy Spirit. In Hebrews 8.5, Paul said all things in the tabernacle that God instructed Moses to build were a copy of what is in the temple in heaven. Here we see the proof, because John describes the menorah in heaven representing the Holy Spirit. In a few chapters, John will also describe the altar in heaven with its four horns. As non-Jewish or Gentile believers, sometimes we minimize the Old Testament's importance. All the things Moses was instructed to do was for a reason, and every reason pointed to heaven. Verse 6. And before the throne there was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. John described the throne and what is before it, a sea of glass with four living creatures. These angel-slash-creatures are sometimes referred to as cherubim. They are a special class of angel that surrounds the throne of God. Ezekiel also described these angels and gives a little different account describing each angel as having the four faces John mentions. Did John see the same cherubim, or were the angels in his vision different looking? We don't know for sure, but John and Ezekiel describe the same four faces. A lion, an ox, a man, and an eagle. We aren't told what the faces represent, but it is interesting that the four Gospels of Jesus also can be described with these faces. The Gospel of Matthew was written for Jews and presents Jesus as the Jewish Messiah, the son of David, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Mark's Gospel presents Jesus as the servant, representing the ox that is used to serve in the farmer's fields. Luke presents Jesus in his Gospel as the man, the son of Adam. John, in his gospel, presents Jesus as being God. This is represented by the eagle who flies in the heavens above. So it would seem that that might be one reason God gave these angels those four faces, but there might be more to it as well. We aren't told, so we can only speculate. Verse 8, 
And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Now, why do the angels say holy so many times? To repeat something in Jewish culture and in Hebrew is to emphasize it. God called Moses and repeated his name twice by saying, Moses, Moses. Jesus begins many of his teachings by saying, truly, truly. By doing that, he is saying, this is very true. Pay attention. But there is only one attribute of God in the Bible that is repeated three times, and that is God's holiness. God is holy, and everything he does and is comes from this holiness. God's love is a holy love. God's justice is a holy justice. God is above us in character and action, pure and spotless. The Father is many times in Revelation referred to as the one who was and is and is to come. God is before everything, in everything, and the end of everything. He is all in all. Verse 9, And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. We don't praise God because he's some needy and insecure person who needs our attention. We praise God because it is the proper and just thing to do. The elders said it best, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. We all give praise to things, whether that's your favorite sports team, athlete, actor, musician, or artist. For those of us who have gone to a sports game for our favorite team, we raise our voice and cheer when they score or make an awesome play. To praise God is the same. We give God thanks and praise because He made us. We have a voice to speak because God gave us a voice. We have arms and hands to raise and clap because God made our bodies. In worship and praise of God, we are simply saying thank you to God for all that he has done for us, for making us, for sustaining us, for forgiving us, for redeeming us, and for adopting us into his family as sons and daughters. Hallelujah means the highest praise. God deserves our highest praise. Imagine if someone just to be nice to you paid off your house mortgage or all your debt. And after they did that, you had a chance to meet the person who was responsible for the gift and you didn't say thank you. It wouldn't just be rude, it would be insulting. To not praise God and give him thanks for making us is 
actually insulting. We praise God because He deserves it. He is worthy. Chapter 5, verse 1. Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. The father presents a scroll with seven seals on it. We aren't given the prerequisites or criteria one had to possess to open the scroll and break its seals, but we are given some hints. Now, not only does this scroll unveil God's plan, but it also had such importance that no one being worthy to open it caused John to weep. The fact that Jesus is referred to as the root of David and that no one in heaven, on the earth, or under the earth was found worthy seems to suggest that the person needed to be a man. The reference to men under the earth is a reference to hell or Sheol, where the dead who reject God are kept, waiting for the judgment of Jesus Christ called the Great White Throne Judgment. We will read about this at the end of Revelation. Over and over, Jesus told the churches in Revelation in our last two messages that if they conquered, they would receive a reward. Here we see the reward Jesus receives for conquering sin and death. He is the only one worthy to open the scroll from the Father. Verse 6. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain, with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Here John sees an actual lamb that had been slain with seven horns and that had seven eyes, which it says are the seven spirits of God. Horns represent authority. So seven being the number of completion or perfection, Jesus has perfect authority, and he is one with the Holy Spirit, who is described once again as the sevenfold Spirit of God. We see in the Gospels that after Jesus rose from the dead, he still had the physical wounds from his torture and crucifixion. Jesus is the Lamb of God slain for the sins of the world. And he and the Holy Spirit are one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Verse 7, And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. 
and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. What a glorious scene. If you do what Jesus says, one day you will be in heaven taking part in something just like this. In the presence of the Father Son, and Spirit, praising them for all they have done. I love that it mentions people from every part of the world here in heaven. Jesus is the maker of every human, and his call to salvation goes to every tribe, tongue, and nation. Racism is satanic. If you don't like someone because of the color of their skin or where they are from, you don't like God because God made that person. As a musician, if someone didn't like one of my songs, I took it very personal because I wrote that song. We are all God's songs. He is the chief musician. And one day we will all sing a song of praise to God together, telling him how grateful we are for what he did for us. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Holy God, I praise you, Father, for everything you are and all that you have done. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let earth be filled with the praise of your holy name. May our music bring you honor and our lips speak your praise because you are worthy of every good thing we could ever say to you and so much more. Words and praise aren't enough for what you did for us. We love you, God. Be with us, God, and help us to love every tribe, nation, and tongue the way that you do. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Renewing Hope Church. May God's love for you renew your hope today, and may His face shine upon you and give you peace. If you need prayer or would like to reach out to us, you can do so at our website, renewinghope.church. Until next time, 